Welcome back to the Hot Mess to Awesomeness podcast, a show all about inspiring smart, busy women to put their happiness at the top of their to-do list. Join your host and life coach, Dion Thompson, as she chats with amazing women who have figured out how to make their happiness a priority, and more importantly, what it's really like to go from hot mess to awesomeness. And now, on with the show. Welcome, everybody. Thank you for joining me today. That um, that dance party today was awesome and got me totally, totally jazzed. Um, I was in the process, doing my thing, shaking my ass, going, you know, what is it about this? And um, a, a guest I had on previously, Michelle, but she had talked about um, sort of different personality types, and I'm a captivator in the world of facial intelligence, and so. It's no big surprise that I uh, love me a good dance party so that I can get <laughs> in that space, right? And so I was thinking about that. I'm like, but there's something about, um, and I'm clearly no expert, uh, but I know what I feel, that just being able to move, we, I, we've talked a lot about how movement is obviously um, very therapeutic in its own way. And, but having people with me. So no, we're not at a club. No, we're not at a wedding, which is where, you know, old people dance now. Um, so, you know, <laughs> once every three years, um, I hope I can come to yours if that how, is how the world works. But anyway, um, but being in a space with people that we enjoy their energy and um, the people who are here right now, um, I love you guys. And um, Kimberly, I was thinking a lot about what we're going to be talking about today being an intuitive sort of maven, if you will. And I, I started to, it, it was like this um, fabulous slap in the face. I, I'll go with that. But I was doing my thing and all of a sudden I started to feel this wash of confidence and, and capability yeah. and um, like I canness. And I, it, it was because you were here. So you in my life have been such an anchor and such a support and a believer and, and, and just you being you um, allowed me to remember that. And, um, you know, for the past little while, that's not where I've been. And I don't think a lot of us have been walking around in super confident state, um, because of the world as it states, as it stands. Mm. And, um, and I don't know if it was the dancing or, you know, I I don't care. (laughs) It was awesome. And, and I feel sweaty, fabulous right now. So, so thank you. Thank you for being uh, a believing mirror in, in my life. And, and um, you know, we haven't spoken in a while and the world has turned and things mm-hmm. have happened. And, um, but just your presence it brought me back to that space. So frick, man, that's some powerful, intuitive shit. So <clears throat> before, <laughs> before we get going to learn a little bit more about Kimberly Banfield, my beautiful guest today, my friend, um, mm-hmm. I wanted to sort of drop a little bit of knowledge on you guys today. Um, So I've been having a lot of downloads. So with all of this expansion and sort of facing these fears and and walking through them, there's been a lot of like, 
you know, world is sort of opened up, especially in my reflective time in the morning, which is sort of like a, my own kind of meditation, meditative practice. And I've been thinking a lot about taking these beautiful conversations and, and sharing them with the world, because I think every time I, I, I experience this, this opportunity to connect in community um, for these sort of live podcast recordings, if you will, um, shifts happen. And, and I think that there's, um, a lot of good, uh, energy created here. If you believe that energy can be created, but physics says it can't. So let's just say, uh, we're attracting a lot of great energy. <laughs> so, um, I have kind of landed on a official podcast. And so you'll be seeing that rolling out over the next few interviews as I'm, I'm connecting with all of these beautiful folks and recording their beautiful voices. I will be transferring the audio out into the podcast uh, space. And um, so this uh, podcast is going to be going from the a hot shitty mess to effing awesomeness. That's the name of my podcast. So I want, and it's still 100% the break that every busy woman deserves. Cause I believe that coming into this space for 45 minutes to be able to be reminded that there are brave, brilliant, busy women tackling the feelings of stuck and pissed off and resentful and shame and blame and all of that shit. And that there are ways that we can move forward with clarity, confidence, and courage, which I know Kimberly is going to be talking about today. And um, these are women in our community, like real life people. And although I would be more than happy to have Mel Robbins or Brene Brown on my podcast, um, for the time being, I am honored to uh, be able to sit down and talk with beautiful, beautiful souls who ha are on this journey of their own. And yes, it is unique, but it is through these shared experiences that we can all rise up, which I, I really think is so important for those of us who fall into the should pit um, and, and, and need to be reminded that we can shine our brilliant light. So that being said, welcome, my friend. So Kimberly... Um, I'm going to give your official um, introduction because I could, I mean, I could introduce you with my heart all day long. Um, but Kimberly is a soulcologist, which, uh, brilliant, by the way, and a soul purpose expert. Um, as an intuitive mentor, uh, speaker, and teacher, she guides and supports entrepreneurs, explorers, and everyday women to find the clarity, confidence, and courage to listen to their intuition, heal past experiences and find and fulfill their soul's purpose. Goosebumps, ladies. Goosebumps. Um, and what she, most, what she loves the most is helping women to make their life a moment that matters, which um, that is brilliant. And I'm so honored to have you here today to chat a little bit about going from the hot mess of shittiness to the effing awesomeness of happy, authentic living. So welcome. Thank you. It's so nice to be here with you again. It's like it has been a while since we've chatted, and so much has shifted in the world. And you know, I've spent I don't know the last couple of weeks just like going through in my mind. Okay, like who did I get to see in the last X amount of months that I may not get to see in person again for a while? And you were one of those people, and I was just like, oh, <laughs> thank goodness. <laughs> Especially now that you know we're not going to see each other at 
100 women on fire at the end of April, sadly. And so, you know, here's hoping I don't have to wait until October to see you. I'm totally okay with seeing you way before then. Um, but it's nice to know that at least we have one date in yes. the future. Yes. <sighs> Thank you. And um, that being said, wise women say, just as a pause to sort of jump into a completely other topic, we, I'm going to be launching in sort of an online version of that very soon. So those of you who are in the wise women community, um, I'm going to try to stay as true to the circle as possible, as much as technology will allow, which I found out we can do just about everything. Maybe even the eyeball thing. I don't know. Well, I'm going to have to test that. So um, stay tuned for that. So we may be able to join you more or have you join us uh, back into the wise women circle sooner rather than later. So that would be fabulous. Yes, please. Mm -hmm. So uh, Kimberly, lovely. Um, your journey is um, to me extremely inspiring and motivating. And what I appreciate most about um, your story and the way that you share it with the world is that you don't hold back and you don't hide the shit, um, which I think mm -hmm. is so important when we're talking about how we get from A to B. Um, and so, yes, we, you know, a lot of us are seeing different types of successes in our lives. Um, but to, to honor the journey that, that brought us there, I think is so crucial. So I would love for you to share with us um, a little bit about your journey. Um, what brought you to this space um, as a sole purpose expert and psychologist and all the other beautiful things that you are. And, um, and, and really sort of, I'm, I know that the intuitive space is, is really where you've landed and, and I'd love to hear more about that. I guess, you know, I did all the things that I was meant to do and told I should do. Mm. All the things that were all right. In, in society, you guarantee to bring me happiness and success and, you know, wealth, I suppose, to a certain extent and, I don't know, accolades and whatever it was that they told me that I should want, you know, as I was going through high school and, and university too, you know, to, to an extent, sadly. Um, you know, I had the high-flying corporate career for 10 years and... I I worked my way up really quickly and I did what I thought my family wanted me to do and thought I should do, you know, in order to make the family name look good and to keep my dad happy and you know, show my mom how smart I was and so on and so forth. Except that it made me completely miserable. Mm. And it was something that certainly towards the end of my corporate career was completely and utterly soul-destroying to the point where I and it, it wasn't that it wasn't that I didn't want to be here you know on the planet it was that I didn't know I didn't know where I wanted to be and I didn't understand why it was that I had been born during this time if I was going to be in the corporate space in something that I wasn't happy in and it took it took a number of experiences that, you know, led to a significant decline in my mental health, uh, you know, in terms of things that happened in the corporate space in order for me to wake up, if you will, and ask myself for the first time ever when I was 29, 
what do I want to do? What do I think I should be doing rather than what does everybody else think that I should do? And that was a massive revelation to me because that was a completely new thought. And I had it in a yoga class when my yoga instructor at the time, they used to go to yoga to, you know, as I talked about it when on fire last year, to, you know, start my day well so that I could handle my corporate career and I could figure out who I needed to be that day in order to get through the day. Because, you know, there were multiple masks involved with, with being corporate Kim. And the instructor said something like, you know, about asking yourself what you, what you wanted to do. And it just, it just twigged in me in a different way than it ever had before. And I lay there and I burst into tears because I was like, I don't think that I've ever asked myself, what do I want to do? The question I always asked myself was, what does everybody else want me to do? What does everybody else think is a good idea? What does everybody else think that I'm good at? Rather than actually properly tuning into what I wanted to do and what I felt I was good at, or even not good at. Who cares if I'm good at, good at it or not? What do I want to do? So that started to lead to a, a, a big shift that was that capitalised in an experience um, when I was offered a senior management position within the emergency services organisation I worked in back home in, in Melbourne. And my intuition right from the get-go had said, no, 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 you don't want this position, you don't want to do it, it's not for you. And I told everybody around me I don't want to do it. If I say I'm going to do it, tell them to tell me to say no, remind me that I don't want to do it. And yet when it came down to it in the moment when the position was offered to me, um, I said yes when every other part of my being was saying no. And that was a pattern that had played out across the course of my life through not just in the workspace but in the relationship space that, you know, of course led to bad relationships and bad experiences. And it wasn't until that moment where I finally got it because that, that soul part of me physically, literally, everything left my body like it was like someone had taken a physical piece of me pulled it out uh, from my body and then like an angry teenager it stormed out of the room slammed the door behind me and said yelled out loud when you're finally ready to listen maybe then we'll come back and I left super excited that I was going to the position because you know she had someone to fill the gap and she planned out my whole entire corporate career from that point onwards and I just sat there feeling really hollow and empty this because she didn't make me say yes I made myself say yes I was the one who kept making myself do things that I didn't want to do and be in places that I didn't want to be in and was effectively shutting out that intuitive part of me that had been sending me really obvious messages for quite some time. So I knew then that things had changed. (laughs) 
I apologize. I'm, I missed the can? last little thing. Um, my, my screen froze just a smidge. I just missed the last thing. Although I, I'm familiar with the, the extent of that journey and that um, I remember you telling me about that moment when your soul was like, see ya, we're not being a part of this. We're out. Um, so uh, yeah. What did you do then? <laughs> I guess is my, <laughs> is the next logical question. The interesting thing about it was after I said yes to that position, I actually had two weeks leave booked in and I was going to Bali um, on a boot camp um, retreat. One of the other things that I thought I should do back then for my health and fitness that I really didn't have to do at all. Uh, but that, that gave me the time and space to look back on it and go, okay, why did you do that? And what makes you keep doing that? And what can you do? What can you start to do differently? And as much as I wanted to just go back to work afterwards and tell them, I actually can't do this, you're going to have to find somebody else. Uh, I, it was important to me to do, do my due diligence in that space and at least, you know, take them through, we were, we were going through budget time at that point, take them through the budget time, do what I could do in that space to set my team up and then resign um, after that. And I definitely had a few times, it took me six months to resign and I definitely had some time during that where I went, it's not so bad, I can do this, I could keep doing this for the rest of my life, maybe. No, I can't, yes, I can. And all of these fears and wonderings in terms of, well, what am I going to do if I don't work in corporate? Like, where is my income going to come from? How am I going to pay my rent? What am I going to do to, you know, set myself up for the potential for a family later on? And all of these things and, you know, kept coming back to that kind of safety net crutch of, you know, a corporate career. And it's interesting now with everything that's happening or the deeper learnings I'm getting in that space around, you know, exactly how, how secure is that? You know, it's, it is, but it isn't like everything. And um, it took another couple of pretty, oh, how can I, how can I say this without sounding super judgmental? I guess I can just say it. It took a couple of, I worked in the male dominated industry and it took a number, you know, a couple more quite significant chauvinistic experiences mm. for me to actually say to myself, I don't, I don't have to do this. I don't have to put up with this and I don't want to. So I'm not going to. And I decided that my 30th birthday gift to myself would be resigning. And so that's what I did. I resigned. I gave four weeks notice. And actually in about two weeks time, and I think actually last time, I, one of the times I spoke at Woman on Fire was actually the four or five year anniversary of leaving. It will be six years since I've left the corporate space. Um, yeah, in about two weeks time. So pretty glad that I'm not still there. <laughs> yes. But it definitely took some deep reflection and also too some really deep trusting that I'd be able to figure it out mm. and that it 
and that I'd have the trust and the support of the universe as well to help me to figure it out because I knew it was something that I couldn't do on my own and I knew it was something that required me to kind of take this giant leap of faith not knowing how I would land or where I would land or even if I would land right. um, and it's definitely been a bit of a wild ride since then <laughs> no doubt um, what I'm thinking of as you're sharing um, what you had gone through 60 years ago now I mean aside of the actual sort of meat and potatoes of your story you literally transplant that experience to the now for so many people um, and what I've been hearing a lot uh, in my conversations with my clients is these this feeling that there's like a reversion back to old behaviors it almost feels like this level of of unknown in front of us is so vast compared to what we're used to feeling challenged by and as a result are sort of we're going way back to patterns that we felt have long since disappeared. Um, have you noticed mm -hmm. anything of that nature within yourself or your clients? And, and if so, what, what are you doing? What tools are you tapping into? What are you engaging with to keep yourself moving forward? One of the things that's an, definitely an old habit and pattern for me, and I was actually talking about this with my partner during the week and then created a series of exercises around it that I'll share here for sure is uh, numbness. Mm -hmm. So when I feel unsafe, when I feel unsure, when I feel like um, I'm at risk in some way, shape or form, I, I disconnect and I go numb and I go into this shell like space where I'm not connected to my heart space. The walls go up like, iron castle kind of thing and I just I communicate from this space of of even like just monotonous where everything is just like autopilot and it's, it's completely a survival mode me mechanism but it's also something that stops me from feeling the uncertainty and the unsafeness and the the insecurity around well, what's happening and why is it happening and where's my place in all of this and, and what does it mean, not just right now, but what does it mean for the direction of where I'm heading in the future? Right. And it's something that, you know, the numbness has not been around for a very long time. So it kind of surprised me when I found myself sitting in that space and my body's a lot more tense when I'm numb and I become emotionless which for me was did harken back to my corporate days and you know other times in my life when the relationships have broken down when my parents split up uh, all of those sorts of times where when numbness showed up and I thought I'd got it to a point where I could identify when it would come up and be able to stop it you know before it, it really showed up but it's it definitely showed up um, last week, sort of in the last sort of week or so, um, in quite a big way. And it took a, a disagreement with my partner because, you know, silly disagreements 
happen right now while we're living so much closer together for me to realize oh this is showing itself again so something that one of the first questions I asked myself in that space was am I okay am, am I okay with being in this space because if I'm okay with being in this space then I don't actually necessarily need to do anything with it right now because I need to spend a little bit more time in it for whatever reason and I may I don't need to know the answer to that I just need to know how much time to spend in it and when is the time to come out of it but it was quite apparent to me that the answer you know was no it's not somewhere that I need to be it was an old thing that had shown up and it was time for me to actually come back into my heart space because in order for me to be able to serve in the way that I want to serve right now during this time being in my heart space is a key part of that right I that your story and 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 the process that you went through um it resonates with me to the point of it mirroring vividly <laughs> a lot of my experiences and again people that I've been connecting with but that idea of numbing and I found myself going how am I here and same thing you know when when will it when will I be leaving here again because this isn't I don't think this is where I'd like to stay and I too had an interesting disagreement with my husband and while in the middle of it I went Ugh! and like I felt like a, a having a, an out of body or a split personality I went I'm sorry I don't know who that, what that was just three seconds ago, but that was not, I, and I can tell you where it's coming from now. It's coming from a place of fear. It's coming from a place of unknown. And he was just like, oh, okay, sure. <laughs> right. Uh -huh. um, yeah. Uh-huh. And um, so I can, uh, I can appreciate the, the journey. Um, but what tools would you say you tapped into to to recenter yourself into your heart space um like what did you what did you rely on i know for me it's journaling and reflective practice and um and music is a big deal for me and, and connecting to that space so what what would you say that you you tuned into to get you back to the place you want to be there are a couple of things um one is definitely music you know i, I use music as a way to get reconnected to things that I'm perhaps afraid to feel myself. So I will feel them through music, which will then inadvertently bring me back into that space in a safe way. And it, I'll move through this progression from music that expresses how I'm feeling when I can't, and then it will slowly lift its way up uh, from there. Yeah. So, you know, my choice of songs this morning was, or this afternoon rather was reflective of you know that's the space that I'm in now yes. so the other tools that I used were definitely meditation a lot of time was spent in meditation but in different ways so sometimes I would sit um, in the morning and I would meditate you know using either my own meditation the fire one that I've talked about previously or I would use some of Joe Dispenza's or I'd go out walking in nature and I would do walking meditations and you know just explore the local area um, on my own. One of the biggest tools for me though was a divine download, as I like to call them, that uh, that I received about, about not only this time in terms of you know, the coronavirus and COVID, but also in terms of coming back into the heart space in general and thinking about, well, what does, what does a heart need 
You know, what is the heart looking for? What is the heart all about? And it led to this download of, of, a, of a, a thing that I'm now calling um, the Corona Code or the Coronary Code, um, if you will, because it's totally applicable to right now, but it's also applicable to you know, every other time that you get disconnected and thrown out of your heart space through you know, situations like this um, or through you know, other stresses and so on that happen when life is whatever, whatever normal looks like you know, for you. So I, uh, I sat down uh, and just wrote out this information that was being given to me around basically how to get back into your heart space. And it gave me three, um, three things to do in that space. So I can run you through what they are. Cool. Um, if, if you like. <laughs> I would love that. And then I will jot them down. And if it's all right with you, I will share them uh, when I post this video for the, those of you watching it a little bit later. Um, so if, they're, if you're not a, a, a writer <laughs> while you're listening, <laughs> just listen. <laughs> to support it, supply it, and surround it are affirmations, affection, and affluence. Because when you're affirming things to yourself and giving yourself affection, you're back into a space of care. When you are giving yourself affection and sitting in a place of affluence, and I'll explain exactly what I mean by that shortly, then you're back into a connection with your heart space. And then when you're, when you're affirming and you're sitting in a place of affluence, you're back into a space of considering your heart rather than, you know, pushing it to the side or ignoring it completely through through numbing and what that does is all three of these things together bring you back into that heart-centered space and back into a place of love and that's love of self as well as an ability to receive love from others as well and it also means that the energy you put out into the world is love filled too rather than being fear and stress filled Beautiful. so the affirmations um, are emotional support or encouragement. And what these statements are all about is respecting and recognizing you. So they're I am statements. Mm. So things like, you know, I am strong, I am safe, I am capable, I am loving, I am you know, a good partner, I am taking care of myself, whatever it is that respect and recognize who you are and what you're doing either in this moment or in general, it doesn't matter which one it is, but it's a really anchoring statement that brings you back into what is rather than what isn't. Because so much right now, it's so easy to go, I'm not this or I can't do this or you know, because of something outside of me. Whereas the I am statements bring you back into you and are a really nice way to get really grounded again. Affection is about bringing back that fondness and that liking and that tender care for you. And this is about appreciation and acknowledgement of you. So this is I love statements. So things like, you know, I love myself, I love my body, 
Uh, I love being able to move and dance. I love my crazy dance moves. Um, I love how creative I am during this time. I love that I can take extra time with my partner, with my kids. I love whatever it is that you love. So those type of statements bring back that care and that connection. And they also allow you to speak appreciation, which is a universal language and something that the universe responds to as well. So it's an important one to show yourself Kind of like giving yourself a little bit of a heart hug, basically. That's that's what I like to refer to them and think of them as, because they they're usually heartwarming statements. Mm. And then, lastly, affluence is about flowing abundantly and being in a having. So. Again, it's so easy right now to sit in the space of, I don't have this, I don't have access to that, I don't have the ability to do this, and throw all of the power away from you and leak it out, rather than sitting in a space of gratitude and the greatness of you and enoughness. So affluence is about I have statements. And it can be as simple as, you know, I have everything I need right now. I have food to put dinner on the table. I have kind neighbours who do X, Y, Z and check in on me. I have thoughtful children. I have the ability to adapt right now. I have whatever it is that you have. Things that celebrate and draw attention to the fact that you are enough, this time is enough, you have enough right now, regardless of what's going on out, outside of you. And the gratitude around being able to recognise what you have, again, is a universal language and the universe responds to that. But it also means that you're open to receiving more as well. Because you can see and you can experience what it is that you have right now. And again, that brings the heart back into a space of, oh, I can calm down and come back to centre because I'm not freaking out and sitting in fear of all the things that I don't have or might not have or can't have right now. It's like, no, actually, I have, I have things, I have abilities, I have emotions, I have whatever it is that you have. Making that statement of what you have, again, is, is really centering and really anchoring and, and grounds you back into you and back into your heart space. And it, it connects and brings back that, that consideration. I, that was brilliant. And I love the way your brain works. And I love that I was in WLA so I can see those models in my head. Um, (laughs) And absolutely. And the flow is is brilliant. And the message is, is so um, attain, like achieve, like I can touch that and I can hold on to that. And that is something that uh, I think everybody who's listening, watching, uh, taking uh, what they can from this, there's something you can walk away from and go, I can, I can do those things and, um, and, and keep that focus and, um, and offer up to the universe um, words that are in alignment with how I want to show up in the future, like with what it is that I'm trying to, um, I don't know where it is that I'm stepping into, but I know when I get there, I want to feel X, Y, and Z. Um, 
and that the affirmations, affection, and affluence, that to me, um, and this, the I am, the I love and I have, that makes perfect sense. And, and truly in, in alignment with, with me and you and, and so many other beautiful souls who are, who are supporting men and women mm-hmm. to, to make some um, shifts in their lives. And um, I love that you've included in that celebration component, because I think for me and the women that I work with, that is, the, that is one of the number one things that um, gets missed is that mm-hmm. self-celebration, the, even beyond um, the external would, you know, it's, it's, uh, you can see I have these things and I, and that makes me feel happy and I have these people in my life and that's great. But the, the internal I haves, you know, I have strength and I have power and I have, um, self-love and, um, yep. is brilliant. Brilliant. <sighs> yeah. It's something that, you know, with, with so much, like externally, there's so much disorder and distrust going on right now from multiple different angles and avenues and, and there's a lot of you know dis-ease associated with that. So these three things, like the affirmations are designed to bring back order, affection is designed to be, bring back trust, and affluence is designed to bring back ease. Mm. And so, you know, when you're sitting in a space of disorder, distrust, and dis-ease, then using one of these, and I mean they can all do each of these things, right? But mm-hmm. um, essentially, you know, the way that it was the information was gifted to me was that you know, affirmations create order, affection creates trust, and affluence creates ease, especially when you consider the context of, of the heart and the way in which it responds to things. Right. So how can uh, individuals who are um, interested in reconnecting with their heart space, how can they connect with you um, because I know this was a very recent divine download. So how mm-hmm. can they access this now? Uh, this information, access to you if yep. need be. Yeah. So um, there's actually, so there is actually two parts to this. The first, the first one I did uh, in my Facebook group, The Intuitive Woman, last week. So I actually did a, a Zoom Facebook Live. Uh, into the group talking about um, part one, which is what we just talked about. And then the second part of it, I'll do a Facebook live on this week in my group, which is actually about, okay, well, now that you've, now that you know what it is that you have to do, how do you do that? And it talks about becoming, um, you like my play on words. It talks about becoming a heartner. (laughs) There's a partner, but then there's a heartner. It talks about becoming a heartner. of yourself and you know what it takes to be able to do that so that will be going live um this week in the intuitive woman facebook group that's the best place to connect uh, with me right now um and you know it's where you can find other like-minded intuitive souls as well yes it's a fabulous group so i'll make sure to to post a link to that and uh if individuals are interested Mm -hmm. they can request to join. Fabulous. Oh, I'm all bubbly and I'm still feeling like unicorn sparkles. So. (laughs) And I'll just answer Kelly. Kelly, it's the intuitive woman. Okay. And, and like I said, Kelly, I'll make sure that um, the link is there. If you can't find it, message me. We'll figure it out. Hi, Isaac. (laughs) Oh, fabulous. So, 
because you have, um, you are part of the wise women say community, you are a woman on fire, um, and you are so many other fabulous things. What would, what would you say, or what, I don't want to say advice, but what would you share with a woman who is in that space and is, is sort of ready to embrace and ignite their awesomeness, their woman on fireness? Um, what would you share with them as the, the guiding piece? You know, the, the thing that dropped in as soon as you said that was get to know yourself and don't mm. stop getting to know yourself. Because so often on this journey, it's so easy to follow your intuition once and then go, cool, I did it. And then not do it again or stop, start in that space. And it takes this, you know, the relationship that you have with your intuition is, is very much reflective of the relationship that you have with yourself. And in fact, mm. the more that I learn about it, the more I realize they're actually exactly the same thing. Oh. So the more, funny about that, the more <laughs> that, the more that you're willing to get to know you, and I mean all of you, you know, the good, the bad, the light, the dark, the shadow side, all of those elements, the more deeply you'll understand your intuition and the way in which it communicates with you and the more of a deeper understanding you'll have around why you are here right now in this moment and why that's important. And it's not necessarily like important in terms of, a, oh my God, I'm going to take over the world Oprah style type, you know, level of importance. It's, it's whatever that is for you because all of those things are important and none is more or less important. It just is important. And so never stop getting to know you because there's always more to find out and there's always more awesomeness to uncover, even when you think it's not awesome. Like it actually is awesome. And the fact that you're willing to go there is awesome as well. So never, ever, ever stop getting to know you. I Love that. And um, again, universe, you know, one of my recent downloads was, you know, be you first. And part of um, I, what I'm experiencing and what a lot of women in my world are experiencing is this idea of like role overwhelm. Because of course, all of the pieces of ourselves are on top <laughs> of each other right now. And we can get yeah. very inundated with the to-dos that exist within each role. And um, forget that we are not the roles. I am not mom. I'm Dion and I'm a mother and I am not business owner. I am not just these categories of things with their own very specific to-do lists. Um, and, and in order to decrease that level of overwhelm, I, I get to pick and choose how I fill my day with the bits and pieces from all my roles because I am me and this is what I need. And, and being creating a, a deeper and more trusting relationship with myself and getting to know myself better helps me to pick out, you know, out of the mom list, I'm going to do one, two, and seven. And out of the biz list, I'm going to do 13 and 22, because that's what I, as Dion needs. And I, 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 there, as we, you, we had mentioned it before, this idea of disconnection. So when we face fear and the unknown and change and doubt, we, um, some of us have this natural tendency to um, 
sort of run those disconnection patterns. And I, I personally believe there are five in total of which I sort of interweave uh, generously. Numbing is definitely uh, one of my, my top go-to shitty behaviors. Um, and there is uh, leaky boundaries if they exist at all, perfectionism, people-pleasing, mm-hmm. and the imposter mm-hmm. syndrome. And, you know, they, they, they show up in different ways at different times, but you're right. The more we get to a clear picture of who we are, what we want, what we need to fill our souls, the more we can recognize and sort of cut those patterns off because we know that it's not in alignment with how we want to show up tomorrow and the next day and the next day or, or, you know, three months from now, 10 months from now, who knows what the world will look like. Um, but knowing yourself more allows you to see how those patterns are running and going, well, you know what? I don't, I don't think I want to be here and I get to choose to not be here anymore. Brilliant. Yeah. And it's something that definitely, you know, in relation to everything that's happening with COVID right now, I noticed again, last week was like a week of revelations that, you know, I had this pattern of blaming, you know, COVID is the reason why I can't do this. COVID is the reason why I can't do that, et cetera, et cetera. And then realizing, hang on a second, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Like, yes, that might be an external reason behind things, but that's not actually the energy that I want to sit in. I don't want to sit in a COVID energy space. I don't want to sit in an, an energy space that brings me into fear and lack and uncertainty and unsafety and so on and so forth. I actually want to sit in a space of the things that are important to me that I know are important to me. And I'm going to base my choices and my reasons for doing things on those rather than blaming something external that completely disempowers me. And so I've been tuning into that more intuitive space of, okay, well, I'm choosing not to do these things because I value my health or I'm choosing not to do these things because this is important to me instead of reverting to what society is telling us right now, which is, you know, COVID is the reason you can't do anything. And while that's, that's, you know, certainly one element of it, it's not the full picture. Because each of us are choosing to, you know, stay indoors and to socially isolate and socially distance and so on and so forth, because there's something that is important to us or or several things that are of value to us in that moment as a result of that. So I've been spending a lot more time being really, I'm calling it, you know, watch your mouth, young lady. And each time I sit in that space of blaming COVID, it's like, watch your mouth, young lady. What is this really about? And if I connect intuitively into that space, actually, it's much more about the things that I value in and what I want, not only for right now, but what I want to create as part of my future as well. So I've, I've pulled my power and my intuitive energy back from the COVID space and I'm putting it back into my value space. Brilliant. And Gabrielle, I'll just get to you in one second. But this brought up this idea that I have been sharing in my communities, I feel like since the beginning of time, is this um, capacity for compassion and curiosity. And although, you know, it can go external to be looking outward to the individuals and the situations in our life and being curious about it and then being compassionate, but that going inward and that self-compassion, curious about your thoughts and your behaviors and your ideas, and then showing yourself the compassion necessary to be able to move through it. And so, you know, we talked about this earlier about um, being sort of values driven Um, we're all values driven all the time, but in moments where we're kind of going into autopilot mode, our values are, are really determining our decisions. 
And, um, you know, for the, those individuals who may be doing things that aren't the same as us, as other people right now. So for me, yes, I'm staying in my home and I'm social distancing or physical distancing. Um, others are not, and there's all, I hear it every day. How could they? And then I remember that whenever you hear that word, that statement, how could they? It's because they're being driven by different values and different, different sort of internal motivators and needs um, and that are nothing we would ha have a clue about. So knowing that, that, you know, my, my left brain's like, logically, yes, I know how that works, to be able to apply that to myself and go, how could I? How could I have, a, you know, two drinks on a Tuesday night? How could I sit on my ass and not work for a week? Like how could, and then I go, oh, because there are different things driving the bus right now, different needs, different parts of myself that need to be met, fulfilled, listened to, understood, held space for, all of those things. Um, mm -hmm. and, and I think that the awareness is awesome and then the action is crucial, right? So what am I going to do with this? Oh, uh, get, you know what? I just get drunk on Tuesdays. That's an option. Or, you know, what, what do I want to do instead, right? So, um, so thank you for, for helping us to unpack that a little bit. And because um, I think that it's happening for so many people in different ways and being able to sort of see, number one, that you're not alone. That I think I want to just change the name of my company to, honey, you're not alone. Um, because that <laughs> seems to be the, the first thing I see to everybody. Oh yeah, honey, you are not alone. Um, and, uh, and, and then to be able to have some, some tools or some, some backing or some thoughts that you can apply. <laughs> oh, this was beautiful. Thank you. I love you. I love having you here. I wish you were here in my living room. Um, getting drunk on a Tuesday. No kidding. Uh, cause it's Monday. <laughs> Monday is good. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate you and I appreciate everybody who's here and thank you for, um, sharing. <sighs> Thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed the show. Join Dion again next week to learn more about what you can do to go from hot mess to awesomeness. <laughs>